Welcome to the Televerse, streaming in place. Lodge 49. Welcome back to Streaming in Place. My veins are jacked with Spiritus Mundi. I'm drinking the milk of paradise. And I am here with my two dear friends. Uh, this is episode 8 of Lodge 49, which is called... Zugzwang! Zugzwang! I didn't say it correctly. Zugzwang! That's uh, that one was intentional. This is um, all bad wanted, audio experiences to... for everyone. But it's fine. Yep. Sorry, guys. But you know what? It's true to the spirit of the episode because sometimes you just have to make the stupid choice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I I'm very excited to talk about this episode. Uh, I was bummed to miss the last one, but you know, moving—it's a thing that happens. Uh, I hope that. Um, that it was a rousing conversation that I have not listened to, but I am sure there's lots of discussion about all of the very good acting, um, because wow, is there sure a lot of it um, in that there episode. Uh, but now, instead, we are going to talk about Zugzwang. I am Liz's new thermosaurus, Allison Shoemaker. Um, I am joined, as ever, by Million Dollar Pool School, Noel Kirkpatrick. East Coast Million Dollar Pool School. <laughs> and the heiress of Zanzibar, Kate Kulzik. Uh, we are here to explore some very important themes like history and love and explosions. And the first thing I want to know is, which of these teams are you on? <laughs> Who are you rooting for to get to the scrolls that probably don't exist first? I want to know, which team? Which car are you climbing into? No, two separate questions. Which car are you climbing into? And who are you rooting for? One is easy, one is challenging. Yeah. One one of one of these is easy because one of them is a limousine with creme brulee in it. <laughs> yeah, oh, but that's not the correct answer. It has creme brulee, but it also has no. Tarquin. He's knocked out now. It also has Janet. But here's the thing, it's never just one bottle of champagne. So maybe you're next. I mean, Tarquin is the worst. I don't even want to be near his unconscious body, but I also don't want to take a champagne popper yeah. to the head. Well, as long as you're the one opening it, then you're fine. And you think Janet's going to open it with That's those true. big Omni-Planet hands? No, she's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is definitely not. God, um... Yeah, Bless. no, you gotta go. Just love a in connection the, uh, to the the truck with with. Uh, I mean, I, I'm still very on the fence about Clara, but with Connie and Scott, that you could easily fit one more and be still comfortable in that. Now, granted, it's a much shorter ride oh, yeah. in the limo because you get to hop on a jet. But again, still, no, no, no. That's where I, I like no question, and I not listening to Mets for twenty hours. So <laughs> read his <laughs> books from memory. The van is right out. <laughs> Allison, what about you? Oh, I'm definitely going with Connie and Scott and Clara. Absolutely. I think I'm also rooting for Connie and Scott and Clara. um, Because you know what? I I didn't think at the beginning of this series that I would be in this particular place. But Scott really needs a win. (laughs) I want Scott to get a win. Like, really badly, I want Scott to get a win. And tackling that thing does not count. He needs a bigger win than that. And obviously, Connie also needs a win. And if there's, like, a true inheritor of the Lodge, if that is a real thing, it is very obviously her. Um, And I still don't know what to make of Clara, but also I think I mostly like Clara, and I might be low-key shipping Connie and Clara. Uh, so I got very grumpy when Paul Giamatti was like, is she your new lover? And I was like, don't make a joke of it. That's what the heart wants what it wants. I was led to believe you have um, many lovers. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah. So, so I think that my rooting interest and my writing interest are the same. Noel, what about yeah, you? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm still in the limo. I know that like two of the three people in that limo are awful, but I'm in that limo because then you're on the private jet. There's creme brulee, there's champagne, there's a big uh, omni globe to like hit. I mean, <laughs> it's going to be great. Um, especially if you can just emotionally detach yourself in the same way Liz is able to do. Um, but I am rooting for Connie as well, because I agree, if there's an inheritor of the Lodge, it is her. So, yeah. It's weird not to be rooting for Dud and Ernie and Blaze, but yet here I am. Here, Here's the thing. And Kate, did you say who you're rooting for yet? You s- no, I have not. I am also rooting for Connie. Um, and by extension, Great. Scott, but I, and I'm curious if this is what you're about to say, Allison. I feel like we already are at the win condition for Blaze and Ernie. And yes. Yeah. We don't need to root for Blaze and Ernie and Dud because they already won. And the prize is friendship. <laughs> but and is. meeting their hero, the, the world's latest, greatest living Arthur. They met him. Yeah, but never yeah. meet your heroes. They still seem pretty impressed with him. Yeah, they're having a good time. He's a lynx. Their theories are right. The thing from memory, very cool. History and love and explosions. Who doesn't love that? Not so on board with the hollow earther thing, but we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, but I, I also, the other reason that I'm not in that van, besides the fact that it probably smells and none of those people, besides Ernie, really are all that good at planning. And Ernie is also not that good at planning. Um, like, yeah, Blaze can do first aid, but also can he? So, um, so I'm not in that van for that reason. But also, man, his muse... She's she definitely let, she's a fire starter, right? That's where that's how Janet gets lit on fire. Clearly. Okay, I need that Clearly. to happen because I am not fully convinced that she's actually there. <laughs> the muse? Yeah, I'm not fully convinced she's real. No one else talks to her, and they all just kind of like look at where Metz is looking when he's looking at her. But no one seems to address her, even the doctors at Ludibrium don't ask her how she's doing when they go to visit Blaze and Metz. So I have questions about if she's real or not. Maybe she works <laughs> there? Dud does say bonjour to her, so there is that. Yeah. But he might just be being polite. I mean, Dud knows how to play into a delusion, obviously. <laughs> so um, it wouldn't be a new, it wouldn't be the first time for him. But yes, Kate, I agree. They have already met their win condition. I feel like I don't need to root for them because this is ultimately what they've arrived at is kind of enlightenment. It's like they did learn how to make gold, right? The point is the journey, not the destination. Like it's all of the hackneyed cliche things, only they're real. They're true. That's really what is happening to these profoundly lonely men who all just needed a place to belong. And they seem to have all come to the same conclusion, which is that it's what the lodge does for them that matters rather than any sort of mystical nonsense. So of course the trip to Mexico is the point and you make the stupid decision. Also, Bob for boss of the year. So mm-hmm. pure. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I mean, we, I wasn't on the last episode, so I don't know what you said about Liz, but, but like, but obviously Bob and Liz for boss of the year. Yeah. Um, although Liz is <laughs> it's more complicated, but Bob, 
Good old Bob. Well, and also, can we just say, it was so nice to see Dud take a positive direction in his life. Getting a job at the order desk. He's going to be great at it. He's going to be great. This is He's going to be great, and he good. is... And and he's not just walking off the job without his boss being cool with it, right? Like, this isn't him quitting. They're not quitting. They're going on a road trip with the support of their kindly boss. The poet laureate of... What West the hell Coast is the name Super of that Sabres. company? Professional... West Coast Super Sales. <laughs> well, and Dud was the one to say, Oh, but wait, we can't just leave our job. Yeah. Which is what normally we would expect Ernie to be in that position. But Dud was in that position. It's growth, guys. It is growth. It is growth. It's growth. It's... And you know what... I think that Wyatt Russell is so good in both. I mean, everybody is good in these two episodes. I'm writing very high on both of them, but but I think Wyatt Russell is especially good. And every time he's just a very good, interesting, specific physical actor, and all the choices are really subtle. But every time he talks about his windbreaker, he puts his hand on Speedy's name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it gets me. What a gentle soul. And that story about him checking Liz's bed to make sure she didn't run away. Oh my god! Just gonna kill me. Can you imagine the dud that we met in the pilot? And I guess this question is for Kate specifically. When you were like, eh, nah. Can you imagine being this emotionally invested in dud? Could, would If I had said you were gonna love dud by the end of the show, would you have believed me? Yeah, I... I still don't know if I if I love Dud, but I'm certainly much closer than I would have anticipated <laughs> based on everything else. I am now I'm now much more connected with Dud and yeah. Uh certainly I would not have I mean, I guess because the show has such great buzz, right, and, and so many people that we all appreciate and respect love it. Uh I, I wouldn't be surprised that they would get me there, but yeah, they've done a very good job in what, eighteen episodes really conveying the core to this character and you know the an essential goodness that is essential for us to as audiences to connect with him and really to keep everything else hanging together in the right way yeah there's a gentleness that i think a lot of these characters share that is starting to come out more and more at the end like scott who is you know also just the worst he's just he's just the worst except for when he's not and the his his reaction to this breakup was so funny and heartbreaking and him yelling at those those good samaritans was so funny but the look on his face when they pile in that car um it just it made me so happy i just scott needs a win we got to talk about Scott and his no good, very bad day, because <laughs> as soon as we get that overhead shot of the keys in the phone, I was like, eh, 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 I know it's going to happen. And just like the performance is terrific, but just the straight up physicality, just the expressions, like the visual of him in that robe, like the only person in the cast where it's like, that is an appropriately sized robe for that individual that like that is the you know size of garment that uh, that he needs and there are no other garments anywhere in that building that would actually work for him it's just it's just hilarious the way um i just pulled <laughs> the actor's name so that i give him a scott allen kramer is that right yeah the way i think that's right i can't believe i pulled that eric allen kramer 
plays Eric Scott. Eric Yeah, the way that he, like, he sort of lumbers, and his, but his movement causes just this, like, it's an imposing um, sort of, but sway to the fabric as he's moving that conveys both just how shitty of a day he's having, but also <laughs> it's like, it's, it's such a funny, it's such a hilarious contrast. Because uh, like, he looks completely, he, like, he doesn't look, in my opinion, he doesn't look ridiculous at all. He looks completely fine, but he thinks, he was like, you actually are somehow pulling it off. Congratulations, Scott. But uh, he is just having the worst fucking day of his life. Uh, and it, the juxtaposition is hilarious and so fun while also, you know, like, again, this is a show that cares about all its characters. So I'm never worried for him. He's going to be fine. It's just going to be a shitty day, but he kind of needs a shitty day right now. He needs a day where ev- he can't hold on to any pretense that he's okay. And this gives him that. And oh, uh, Noel was texting because he knew I had already seen it. Uh, it was, you were texting and you're like, oh, oh no, Scott's going to have a day. I'm like, yes, he is. So Noel, what did you think of Scott's No Good, Very Bad Day? So I really liked it as well. And I like that. They basically tried to, they very aggressively did an Emperor Has No Clothes sort of episode as much as they could on basic cable. Um, because you're talking, Kate, you were talking about how he was walking, and I love that physicality. But it's also like hiding just enough in terms of how the fabric is folded and everything, so that it's just like, he's not going to get arrested. <laughs> but he's also like walking in a way to like, protect himself as well from being arrested um (laughs) and also probably getting tased because some cops are going to come up to him and be like you're too big for us to handle tase um but i think that so we get that and then we get his realization when he comes to at the lodge that night with i'm no king um it's all just it's all just smoke and mirrors type of stuff um and i really like that realization from him and again going back to the physicality i like him just curled up almost in a fetal position with the bottle on the steps of the lodge um after he somehow managed to get back there um in time for after half happy hour basically um but watching him just like refuse that offer of help as he's just refusing all other offers of assistance and closing himself, that continuation of closing himself off and closing everything else off, whether it's nailing shut things or making things so loud that no one can hear and thus he can't hear himself. Um, I think it's just really great continuation through line, but also (laughs) the slow walk to that buildup of him tackling that tackling dummy just, (laughs) I just love it so much. It's just like, what are, what are we doing well, right now? I, I, I love this digression about this coach talking about how he doesn't enjoy putting people into pain, but then smacking someone in the head. Um, and then just Scott just full on barreling, never losing that bottle, never once losing grip on that bottle and just tackling that dummy. I'm just like, I love you show. And Scott, Scott got his slight win of tackling a dummy, just like he probably used to. Just like he probably used to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good old Scott. Uh, let's talk about Blaze and uh, and his new buddy, L. Marvin Metz, shall we? I was slightly disappointed when I realized that L. Marvin Metz was not some sort of rearrangement of uh, uh, Fitz, whatever, Fitzmerrill. Harwood Fitzmerrill. 
Yes. I was like, there's not enough letters and there's also not an F. So that's off. But I was really hoping that that was where we were going to go. Um, but alas, no. Yeah, that's just... I love it. Like, I I kind of forgotten how much I enjoy Paul Giamatti after being very burnt out on Paul Giamatti. <laughs> Um, from the early aughts where he was in literally everything. Everything. Um, yeah. And just going like, no, I don't need you anymore. <laughs> um, and now I'm just like, this is the correct deployment of Paul Giamatti. Um, so, Question, yeah. do you mean as an executive producer of things like Lodge 49 or as L. Marvin Metz? I'm sorry, Lamar Marvin Metz. Both, both. I mean, okay. him being a producer for this probably helped get this off the ground in the first place. So that is great. Um, but then just popping up in this, I think is delightful. Um, and I think that really what I love about his performance and also the way that this Mets is written is that there is all this just bravado and unearthed confidence that he just projects, um, which is so really absent from most of our other characters with the exception of Scott. And we know Scott's whole deal. We don't know Mets's whole deal. So watching him be like, they won't take my book. <laughs> it's just really delicious. But at the same time, you just love how confident he is about all of it in a very different way from the way that Blaze is confident about what he thinks about alchemy as opposed to it's the hollow earth. It's That's why you punched that map. It's a sign and important. And then he just frames his head into the wall. It's just, it's very funny. Um, but I just liked all this buildup of layers and interpretations and getting back to our overall point about Metz just introducing a whole another layer of interpretation of the Merrill legend. And I really love that because uh, it feeds into everything else that the show's about. Kate, how did you feel about it? Watching Dud and Ernie try to talk themselves into Hollow Earth stuff, right? It was hilarious and also i just it that feels like such a loving kind of nod to the audience and be like ah it's all gonna connect right it all lines because then we there's this dangling thread from season one so maybe that's gonna nah it just doesn't it just doesn't work and obviously at that point blaze isn't there but you very much get the sense that blaze would be like oh that's what i sound like <laughs> yeah oh. growth oh. again growth <laughs> Um, but it's, you know, it it was really fun. Like the, just again, watching Ernie and, uh, watching Dud interact with and like take in all of Mets was my favorite part of it. Like obviously Giamatti's super fun and very good in this, in this role, but just watching like the layers of the onion peel back, but because they're both so generous, especially Dud, um, as they go like, oh, oh, maybe, like, <laughs> maybe, I'm just, maybe he should ejaculate. I'm just, like, maybe, I'm not a doctor. I'm not, you know what, I'm outside my lane. This, I, you know, like, he comes backwards, like, no, it's not my place to have an opinion on that. Um, like, there's still at the end of all that, very warm towards him and, you know, and supportive of him, despite really, like, not going all in um but it's certainly I, I liked that we got our answer for why he ran through a plate glass window um in that previous episode that was not you know explained on it's you know we, or i guess it was through the door of the of the bookshop and i liked that like it was 
it was exactly what you expected, but also had enough um, surprise in there to really keep you, at least keep me engaged with with the character. And I do think, first of all, Noel, you have a called it from for, for, from the stuff with Liz, but I feel like we did pretty darn good with our guess that Zug Zwang was like going to be some Matt's yeah, bullshit. Yeah, but it's actually like <laughs> real bullshit, but... But it's an actual, yeah, it's actual thing. It's an actual thing. Um, so yeah, no, I feel that we, I feel that we're okay. And I think that one of the things about like this overall acceptance of Mets that you bring up is they provide you with just enough of a counterpoint to all of it with Alice being like, yeah, okay, this asshole that I've met for five minutes in my donut shop and I'm over. I'm done with this man. <laughs> and Alice is like, just, just take your donuts and go. I don't care. Just go. <laughs> Just please leave. See you tomorrow. Dad, you can go back tomorrow. Don't. Don't, don't bring, don't bring that guy. Also, who names their kid Lamar Marvin? Marmar? Or, like, I was wondering, I was, because is that supposed to be, that's not his actual name, right? From how his re- the reaction when they ask if that was his name, he's like, yes. Um, but at least that's what I, how I read it. But I was wondering if his name is Lamar something else. And so, like, like L. Marvin. So, like, his actual name is, like, Lamar Vin Mets or something. I don't know. One of those things, but I'm probably overthinking it. Allison, what did you think about Jumati? Uh, I mean, a delight, right? And I think that there's something really great about how the character that Lamar is playing, Giamatti plays very stylized, right? He's like, he sounds like his audiobooks. Um, and then when that falls away, then it's like, oh, okay, that's Paul, that's Paul Giamatti acting, right? So like, there, he's playing a character who's playing a character that he created for himself. And then we see that stripped away. And I think that's really effective and cool. Uh, but mostly I just want to know how they get on the, I'm assuming it's a jet. I'm assuming that that is Janet's jet that they jump out of. Um, but whatever it is, I just want to, I want to see how these, how these different paths converge. Um, and, uh, <laughs> I'm, very, I'm just very excited to get to that, um, to, to get to that flash forward. I'm really, that was really hard to stop watching for lots of reasons, but I think especially because I just, I need to know, I need to know how they converge. Um, so yeah, I think he was great. I also think, that uh he and Pesquazi are great together um there's a sort of i don't know it it makes blaze seem more grounded and not just because he has accepted things in a way that Matt's has not um but because you can tell that it's not such an act for him. Like he really did believe these things. And it seems like Metz does too, but Metz is also putting on a big show and blaze, I think really wasn't, that's really who he is. Um, which is a nice contrast and the contented look on his face when he is asleep on dud's shoulder. Oh my God. Woo. That's feelings. That's some big feelings. Um, well, obviously we also have to talk about Liz and Janet. So should we do that quick? Right, and that I think Metz brings us into a nice segue of talking about performance-based appearances <laughs> and everything. Yeah, let's talk about Janet. <laughs> Isn't Froyo? Like, it's so nice to actually see Janet a couple times, like the real Janet, yeah. peek through a little bit. Um, Just enough to keep her in the game. <laughs> <laughs> Noel did call that it was a setup. As soon as, as she gets the, the package to 
chief financial officer. I was like, oh, yeah, that's what's happening. That makes more sense. Oh, but Champ <laughs> is her assistant to the assistant. Just, yes. Just so good. <laughs> oh, man. I like to think Liz is smarter than that, but just signing. Like, you'd think she should have learned from, like, just signing the loan with her dad till apparently not. She's just signing stuff. That Tarquin presents his back for. Oh like, god. The physicality of that, like, figuring out how to best make my back into a clipboard. It's just yeah. beautiful. Like, it's a beautiful bit of, like, physical acting. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I was really... See, now I'm blurring the episodes in my head. The... Pr- Punch in the face episode is the previous episode, yes, because we first see great. Um, because yes. I was very bummed to miss Janet falling through the non-existent table, at Noel's favorite runner so coming good. back. Um, so I was bummed to miss that. But I, I really like the Liz and Janet scenes because Liz is uh, never deluded into thinking they're actually friends. Like she's reacting with kindness, but she keeps saying like, "We're not friends. You're paying me." Um, yes, that's. Mm-hmm. My professional companions. Oh my <laughs> um, it's like a lady's maid. Um, it's really something else. Uh, I I just find the dynamic really interesting. It's it's fun to watch Liz talk to like dark fake Liz <laughs> because it's not just it's not a there but for the grace of God go I situation. But we're obviously meant to see Janet as a sort of reflection, and in this case, Liz is honest. With herself in most circumstances, even the things that she's not particularly honest with herself about, she knows that she's ignoring them, I think. Um, Whereas Janet is obviously all affectation and not just when she's a hologram. Um, But there's that really wonderful moment where they're eating Froyo and she watches Liz laugh at television and eat Froyo with her finger. So then she laughs and eats Froyo with her finger. And you're like, oh, God, this is charming and creepy. And sad, and I'm furious, and I don't know which of those things should predominate. My partner just looked at me and went, that is the weirdest, saddest single white female <laughs> I have ever seen. She's correct. Um, and then watching her latch on to Bitcoin the second that word came out, came out of Doug's mouth, and you see the look on his face like, oh God, I'm going to have to talk about Bitcoin again, aren't I? I love that Dud recognizes Phydro and Janet as scams and, like, just has no tolerance for either of them, but can't recognize scams that actually affect <laughs> Yeah, you can, he can see them happening to other people. Like, that consistency. <laughs> right, yeah. He's just like, all of this is bad. But, yeah, the captain. <laughs> I, I love that he's still carrying his bag of paper towels or whatever um watch 49 is really good at that i love thermosaurus and when liz got a new thermosaurus for her fancy job it just filled me with so much delight um yes i agree i uh also was delighted by the phydro um, vending machine in um i keep wanting to call it lubriderm but it's not lubriderm whatever the hell ludibrium whatever the hell that place is another scam one thinks um it really made me laugh. Yeah, I dev- I cannot believe that you would get in the limo. I feel like you get in that limo, there's a pretty decent chance you're going to die. No, there's a pretty <laughs> there's a pretty decent chance I will get arrested by the FBI. I don't think that there's a chance I will die. Um Dr. Kimbra returns. I just when you had given up hope. Oh my when, god. When as soon as he came in, I just went, "Why is his collar sticking out?" <laughs> <laughs> 
And then my partner was like, he's wearing a wire, Noel. And I just went, oh, he is. And then he's just like doing all the stuff you're not supposed to do. <laughs> They're, they're on me. They, she knows. Know. She knows. I'm gonna leave this very great room now. <laughs> Poor Liz, when she was like, "I used to work for you. I shredded stuff." I was like, "Liz, no, shh, Liz." Um, is there anything else that we have to touch on in this really wonderful episode? I was really excited for what's coming next. And me too. Uh, are we expecting El Confidente next time? I, I don't know if Daphne and El Confidente will be back, but I kind of hope they are. Yeah, I kind of feel like they need to be. At the very least, Daphne needs to be back in some way, because I very much need a scene with Daphne and Janet. <laughs> like, I just kind of need that in my brain. I just need it. Because otherwise, I'm going to have to write that fan fiction and post it to <laughs> Archive of Our Own, and no one's going to read it. <laughs> I am. In fact, I cannot believe that I haven't checked to see what Lodge 49 fanfic is out there. There's, surely there's got to be at least one. This is where I can express my love for Connie and Clara. I got to get exactly. on that. Yeah. Um, got to make that happen. Um, well, in that case, should we, should we cue up the, uh, the old episode title for next week? Mm-hmm. Well, right. not for next week. We should talk about that, too. Yeah. Yes. Week after next. Week after next, yes. So let's do that before we do the title. Kate, did you want to do our business corner? Oh, yes. So next week, Noel will not be able to join us. So we are going to pause Lodge 49 and come back to it the week after. Um, So instead, uh, Allison and I will each be choosing something for the other one to watch. Now, I was going to have Allison watch the the first episode of the number one ladies detective agency, but I just checked and it's a two hour premiere. So I don't know if we want to do something else instead. Allison, what do you think? I'm fine with that. It's up to you. If you, I mean, we could also split it in half if you want to, and I could just not pick something. But I'm fine with talking okay. about a two-hour pilot. Okay, it's, it's very much it's, it's very much you. like a introductory movie, set stuff up, get things going. So it's like it's a little slower. It doesn't have that that procedural pace. But if you're comfortable with that, then then we're going to do that for Monday, and then on Monday we'll talk about what Allison has chosen for Wednesday, and. Then after we return to Lodge 49, listeners, I'm revealing this to Noel and Allison live so they don't know what I'm going to say. The next show that we will be talking about uh, will not surprise probably either of you, but Noel has seen it. Noel and I are big fans. Allison has not seen it. It is the Disney XD new classic, Gravity Falls, animated show. Oh, nice. Two seasons. Each season has 20 episodes. We're going to at least do the first season. We might take a break before we do the second season. But it is charming. It is delightful. We'll do two episodes per day over 10, ten like, you know, podcasts. Um, yes. Now, Allison, do you know anything about Gravity Falls? No. No, it's been on my to-do list for a long time, specifically because of you. And I just haven't gotten to it yet. And I, I know nothing. And I'm not going to learn anything until I watch it. I really feel like that marathoning Gravity Falls is the incorrect way to watch it, however. I really do feel like it benefits from watching it the way it originally aired, which is two episodes every six months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did not know that it was... The way we're watching Murder yeah, Show. I did not know that it was only two seasons, or else I would have... When I re- checked and realized, oh, it is only two seasons. Yeah, um, but it went on... For years. Because I went to so many Comic-Cons <laughs> with people, like, with Gravity Falls panels and people in the cosplay and everything like that. Um, so in my head, it was, like, at least four seasons. Uh, so then I saw, oh, no, it's only two? Oh, yeah, that's that's happening. We're going to do that. So I look forward to revisiting all of that. Uh, and, yeah, that's going to be what's, what's up next. So, Oh, good. I'm so excited. That's such a good choice. 
Great to follow up with Graph Lodge 49, by the way. That's a good, solid thematic. Yeah. I, right? That's what I thought. I thought it was a good, a fitting, you know, I think there's some, some good, it's a good change of pace and tone, but also, you know, there's some threads, and we'll talk about that when we get there. Um, so, Allison, what is our next episode of Lodge 49 going to be? Uh, the next episode of Lodge 49 is season two, episode nine, nine, ugh, Le Rêve Impossible. Okay, well, that's the, okay, the, well, that's the muse. That's definitely the muse, yeah. The impossible <laughs> dream, in case anyone doesn't have French 101. Oh, so we're getting, we're getting, we're getting Man of La Mancha in French, which is Well, we've great. had it in the opening credits long enough, right? So, yeah. makes yeah. sense. You're not going to be able to stop me from bursting into song. I just want to warn you in advance. There's a pretty decent chance that I'm going to be singing Man of La Mancha next week when Noel is off to say nothing of when we talk about this episode. Everybody should just be prepared for it. It's going to happen. Just reconcile yourself to it. You can only do like 20, 30 seconds and then we have to pay for it. Don't worry. Don't worry. We don't get any money. That's okay. I'll have to release it as a... We can't afford to have them it'll sue be a, us. a Patreon exclusive, but then I'd have to set up a Patreon, so that won't happen. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, uh, it's got to be everything coming to a head, right? we got two episodes left, um, and then it makes sense for this show for us to have what seems like it's the climax in the ninth episode, and then the actual, like, emotional climax and everything in the finale. Um, so I, I expect lots of plot and hopefully some fun. In the next episode, I I I've seen the picture, Allison, that you chose for this ninth episode, so I'm very excited about that scene. Um, I don't remember what picture I chose, okay. which is good. That's I'm good. not going to go look, but yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. All right, Noel, what did you what do you predict? I, my brain is shutting down because I need. Soup. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so. Well, then, no predictions from Noel besides the fact that he's predicting he's going to eat some soup. I am going to make. Uh, incredibly outlandish prediction and say yeah. um, that Ernie gets a matador outfit. That That is, that, that's not. It's <laughs> never going to happen. Um, and also that the, the paper towel makes it. Mm-hmm. Survives. The, oh, yeah, I'm sure. guessing survives to the finale. Mm-hmm. I like this. this. These are good. These are good predictions. Looking forward to it. Great. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. We will be back. Kate and I will be back next week to talk about the first episode of the number one ladies detective agency uh, and then something else to be determined. And we will be back the week after that to talk about Le Rêve Impossible. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.